Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Level Grinding. It is Drew here, joined once again by my good friend Robin. What's going on, my friend? How much? Just another day grinding. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, that's that's why we named it this. All we do is grind. Uh, sometimes it's for fun. Um, kind of a relaxed episode today. Not a lot, not a whole lot of you know controversy or big uh, big moves in either side of gaming really to discuss. Uh, so we're just going to kind of talk about the games that we've been playing um, and what we're looking forward to, uh, stuff upcoming in our TTRPG lives, um, have a little bit of a brief conversation about that. Uh, are there any headlines in gaming, any big things to be on the lookout for that I have forgotten about? Um, or spoken just dropped, but you'll be going over that later. Yes, I will. Um. Other than that, uh, Drew, what you playing? Oh, boy. Um, so that's going to be quite a conversation. So I've had I've had big-time game ADD this week. Uh, so I have been all over the place. Um, first and foremost, uh, the where I started off this week was playing the Plague Tale series. Plague Tale Innocence, which I played all the way through. Uh, and then... Plague Tale Requiem. So, and I'm going to touch on a whole bunch of stuff here, back to back, one after another. And then when I am done uh, with my week, I will let you get into your gush session. Uh, so, Plague Tale Innocence is it, the story concept is really good. I really, really enjoy what. Thank you. you hearing things. Yeah, I thought you, I, I heard you say something. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so Plague Tale Innocence, really good story concept. So basically it's, uh, just a, in a way enhanced take on the plague, the black plague, um, in 14th century France. Uh, I like the characters. Uh, there's like a whole team of people that you get and interact with. Your main character is Amicia. Um, as a character, she becomes incredibly likable. Um, it's a wildly worst case situation. Like when I first started playing this, um, I was like, I know play rats before I played dishonored dishonored has got nothing, nothing on these rats. There's a way, way bigger problem, uh, that, uh, dishonored presented. Uh, and that was, that was me and my hubris for being like, Oh, I know rats before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a couple issues with Innocence uh, that, in my experience, have been more or less dealt with in Requiem. Uh, So my problem with Innocence, right, is you get to your first boss fight, and you've got this guy in heavy plate who has decided, for whatever reason, right, like, all of these games are, like, a collection of adults that are like, I'm going to kill this fucking five-year-old, and I'm going to make him dead. It's fucking nuts. It's it's. Kill him and make him dead. Kill him and make well, look, they're they can't read. <laughs> but um, we'll send him to the du- Derek Zoolander school for right, kids who can't yeah. read good and want to learn um, to also do the, other stuff good too. And the first time, the first game, it kind of like makes more more sense at least because at least like the dudes in the first game, they're being told that God wants these kids dead, which is not better, but at least it's like a reason. Oh, um, religion. 
no religion, no Catholicism. I see you. Um, but my prop, my, my biggest problem, right? And I discussed this with the friend who recommended the Plague Tale series to me is that Amicia as a character, you get your first boss, he's covered in plate mail, and they're like, the game is like, this is how you dodge. Uh, so you just dodge around until you get an opening, and then you can attack with your sling and, and beat the bad guys, right? Um, and that's great, cool, sweet, fantastic. Um, the problem is, like, after that first boss fight, all the way up until the final boss fight, that dodge mechanic will never fucking help you again. Ever. Uh, Amicia is one hitter quittered by literally anyone who sees her in the game. If she is made out of wet toilet paper for the entire duration of this game. Um, and the question that was posed to me when I complained about this initially, right, was like, well, do you think like all the guys are about your size? Uh, for those who don't know me, I'm about six, nine, three thirty. big fucking dudes in this. Um, and he was like, I would like to hope that you could one hit or quitter a 15 year old girl. And I was like, could I one, one hit deal with a 15 year old girl? Absolutely. Yes. Could I fucking catch a 15 year old girl? Probably not. Probably not. Could I catch a 15 year old girl in regular clothing? If I was in heavy plate mail with a eight pound sword, absolutely not. Under no circumstances would I be able to catch this child. No. Um, and she, like, if an enemy comes within like five or 10 feet, it's so far away that if they get close enough, she just goes, no, and puts her hands up and gets chopped in half. Uh, it, ugh, it's so frustrating that it's the most frustrating part of the game. Uh, and Hugo exists. So it's wild. Um, the other mechanic, get off my boy. I am not getting off this fucking kid. He is until the end of the game. He is a dumpster fire of uselessness. Like everybody else in the game. Lucas has a point. He can do stuff. Roderick Roderick's dope. He can do shit. Uh, Hugo, if you like go to like, I'm going to leave you here, buddy. Stay here. I'll be right back. Uh, don't, don't be gone more than 30 seconds. Uh, because he is a siren song to alert your enemies where he's at. Uh, and he gets murdered, even though the point of the game is to capture him alive. Um, I'll absolutely not get off of Hugo. He became useful at the end as long as there is an adult with him. Now, what I will say, over the course of both of these games, um, Hugo is not the most useless character. Uh, the most useless character in a Plague Tale franchise is Beatrice Darun. She's useless as shit. Um, the whole first game, she Rukia Kuchkied into a fucking prison cell and just was needed to be rescued the whole game. Uh, and then the second game, she just defers to whatever loud, aggressive person with a penis is telling her what to do. Uh, and I hate that. Because like in the beginning of the first game, they like played her up and she was going to be like this fucking strong-willed, independent French woman. Uh, absolutely not what happens. Uh, now, Plague Tale Requiem fixed my problem with Amicia. Like, Amicia gets two hits now, and they have to actually get within striking distance before you're just dead. Uh, so that's super helpful. Uh, they increase the utility of her sling by, like, a lot. Like, you can deliver all of the stuff from Plague Tale 1 that you needed to throw by hand. You can deliver with the sling in Requiem. Um, but you can also deliver everything 
and they like made pots more useful than just a distraction item. Uh, all of your like the fire that you get, there's tar bombs, there's all kinds of stuff that you get. You can incorporate those with pots to like have splash effects on enemies as well. Uh, so that's a lot more cool. Um, yeah, Requiem was a definite step in the right direction. I liked Plague Tale Innocence despite all the shit I just talked about it. It was a really good game. Uh, it's a great story. Uh, and Requiem ups the fucking ante on the rats. Like the, the rats in Plague Tale Innocence were really bad. Uh, but in Requiem, they wholesale destroy a city. Like, reduce it to nothing. Like, buildings, no, it all means nothing. Um, they absolutely, the, the stakes are way higher in Requiem than they are in Innocence, which is nuts. Because I got to a point, and I messaged you about it when I got to that point in Innocence, and I was like, hey man, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, rats can't do this. <laughs> like, I've heard of Sharknados, but Ratnados is not a shit I was prepared to deal with in any way. Um, and then, like, in chapter two of Requiem, I'm like, oh, Ratnados are nothing. Cool. This is awful. This is the worst situation. Um, I'm not quite done with Requiem yet. I'm about chapter five or six out of 17. Um, so I'm in enough to, like, be able to detect the improvements that they made between one and two. Um, but I'm not done with the story yet. I will circle back to it at some point. Um, and then when I had finished with, when I needed my break, with uh requiem uh i went to death stranding i had not played death stranding yet uh so there's a couple things about death stranding number one not a big fan of the balance mechanic i like the the general like gist of the game um but my whole thing is like as long as i as long as i hold l2 and r2 the balance mechanic doesn't mean anything i just go a little bit slower uh and then like once you get on a vehicle balance mechanic doesn't mean anything uh, which even on a, the reverse trike, the balance the balance mechanic should kick in if it's going to be that important to the constant existence of gameplay. Um, is Hideo Kojima okay? Yes, he's fine now. Is Not have we have we checked in? <laughs> <laughs> have we checked in on my man's mental health? Because the shit happening in the story of Death Stranding is wholesale bananas. What the fuck? We <laughs> told you. Stop asking. He is okay. I will not stop asking. <laughs> I will fully not stop asking. Um, I like Death Stranding. It's, it's like all of the, it's like a perfect mix of like what the fuck is happening horror, but it's got the, the open world feel to it. Um, not, it's not quite open world. Yeah, I guess you get there. Uh, I, again, I'm not done with Death Stranding quite yet. Uh, I think I'm in chapter five, six. Something like that. Uh, so yeah, I'm on my way. This the, America's very tiny in Death Stranding. Uh, like you start in like essentially Boston, and then you go. Oh, there's like three thousand meters to like the next big spot that you have to add to the chiral network, uh, and then on the U.S. map, that's like Akron. I'm like, oh shit, America got real small. Um, and I know they had to like shrink it down for you. You can't. You can't legitimately traverse the entirety of America on foot, and I do get that. Uh, but it feels it feels a whole lot smaller than that would make it look. Uh, it's a great game. The voice acting is fantastic. Um, Guillermo del Toro just popping up. Like, hey, man, what's up? Like, oh, you're here. Okay. Why Love not? Totoro, son. <laughs> um, I like Death Stranding in that, like, you know who the fuck are playing these characters. There's not a lot of question. Like, 
Uh, it's not Norman Reedus' voice. It's definitely Mads Mikkelsen. It's definitely Mads Mikkelsen for sure. <laughs> A thousand percent. Uh, yeah, Norman Reedus, Guillermo del Toro, Mads Mikkelsen. Everybody looks like themselves, and I'm I'm here for it, hundred percent. Uh, don't bullshit me that like actors like I don't want. Sometimes it works for Robin Williams to look like Genie, but sometimes I want Robin Williams to look like Sid from Final Fantasy VIII. Which, if you haven't played Final Fantasy VIII, looks like Robin Williams. I like when they like uh, Infamous did that. I was a big fan of that, uh, and I didn't know that they had done that actually until I was watching Dexter. And in the first season of Dexter, there's a guy who pretends to be the ice truck killer. And it's the actor who did the mocap and the face and the voice for uh, Desmond and Infamous. And I'm like watching the show. I'm like, man, that guy's fucking familiar. Where do I know him from? Shit. Uh, and that was when I found out that they had done all that. But I love when games take the actor and just put him in the, put him in the game. Uh, and then... Let me see. I did. I've jumped all over this week. Uh, I played a little bit of. Let me see. Let me check my list I have up here. I played a little bit of uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley, which for a farmer game is great. Uh, I have a har- I have Harvestella installed, but I haven't really gotten started on it yet. On the computer? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't. We already own it on the computer. I have money to buy it again yet. That's that's fair. Um, I have Persona three and four installed. I promise, I promise you, my friend, I will get to them. Uh, my problem with P three is it feels old, and it is, it is. I played it years and years ago. Um, and eventually I'll like, well, no, I played, I played all of it. I just don't remember all of it because it was fucking years. It was over over ten years ago for sure. Um, uh, but right now, oh, and up until. Last night, um, I was replaying this weekend in three as well. Uh, getting myself ready for Konami to drop one and two. Um, three is one of the I, I'm one of the very few that has a save file for Suikoden and two completed for my PS2 memory card for my emulator, so I have access to like the full experience of Suikoden and three. So, like, when I whenever I want to get my Suikoden and bite back, I always uh play, play three because it's a very rare experience to be able to play all of it. Um, up until midnight today, uh, I have been on for spoken since I woke up. Uh, and I'll be honest, man, I was prepared to not like it because like the demo, I was not a fan of like the gameplay. Uh, and I think the important factor that makes it different is that like the demo as it should gives you like a whole bunch of resources at one time. Like you have like four or five different spells to choose from. You already have the movement abilities and stuff unlocked. And the demo didn't really teach you how to utilize all that as well as the main game does. So it makes it much more playable. Um, And I have seen people taking an absolute shit on the dialogue for this game. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. The dialogue for Forspoken is some of the most fun I've had in a game. Um, They're talking about how like campy and cheesy it is. And I'm like, this is a New Yorker. A 21, she turns 21 in the beginning of the game. 21-year-old girl from New York uh, interacting with like 11th century English dialogue. Like, I don't know what you guys expect, but this is a game where she doesn't understand what the fuck they're talking about. They don't understand what the fuck she's talking about, and the dialogue conveys that perfectly. Um, I love that Enix, Square Enix, did not pull back on the language. 
she talks like a New Yorker. I'll say that. She talks like a New Yorker. Everything is shit and fuck and everything. She says she says fuck in this game more than I heard in gaming in 2022. And I'm wholesale here for it. Uh, the character development so far is great. Uh, another like thing that I really like about it, so I'm one of those guys that'll buy like the deluxe edition of a game for the DLC. And most of the time, as you as you well know, DLC gets outstripped by the things that you get in the game. It's there for like that first 10 minutes so that you can have the cool look, get your special outfit or whatever. Uh, and then like if it's a statted item, like the accessories that we did the Butterfinger thing for in Final Fantasy VII Remake, which they were good for like the first two or three hours, and then they were outstripped by stuff you got later. Uh, I am all, over nine hours into the game so far, um, and I'm still wearing my PlayStation DLC uh, cloak, necklace, and fingernails because they're just still good enough that they're better than the other stuff that I have available. Uh, and that's so fucking refreshing to like have the thing that I've paid extra money for, have like some longevity to it so that I can still have like a reason to put it on and use it. That's such a breath of fresh air that does not happen. Uh, and I'm very excited about it. Um, yeah, no, I'm absolutely, absolutely here for Forspoken. Um, we'll see if I still feel that way as I get closer in. But I'm in chapter four. I think there's 12 total chapters in the game. But I'm getting to the point now where each chapter is like four, five, six hours just because of like the traversal. Um, so I'm looking at probably like a 40, 45 hour game. Uh, and those are getting to be rare. Uh, so I'm very excited about it. Although I don't know why I expected less of Square Enix. They're fantastic. All right. I think that more or less. Some, did I talk about anything else I was playing this week at all? You talked about everything you were playing. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if I had mentioned something to you privately that I had forgotten to mention here. Uh, nah. So I know the answer, but let's give you your chance to talk to our friends about it. What are you playing? Okay. So I started this week. Well, started, yeah, last week, technically in the middle, but I went back to playing um, Persona 3 and 4. And um, this is, I'm a little disappointed for the re the remaster for persona 3 because they chose to remaster p3p which granted p3p has the female main character and she has her whole different social links and engagement and dialogue so it's more story but um p3p lacks the answer which is the whole second half of persona 3's story so like it's the incomplete version and everyone keeps touting it as the definitive version, and it just that bothers me to no end. So I just wanted to get up on my soapbox and angry old man yells at clouds. Oh, okay. You're very good at angry old man. Yes, I am the source of anger. Okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Arg. Um, but like then Persona Four, I played it. Only actually one night this week, I picked it up and mashed through um, the first three dungeons. And then I went upstairs and started playing Fire Emblem Engage. And oh my god, this game is incredible. I was worried at first because with the fact that Nintendo fired the original developer of the Fire Emblem games. And this is what we're working with now. I was 
I went in cautious, but it's oh, so bad. Yeah. You were you were pretty excited. I, they were gonna have to fuck up real bad for you to not like this game. You understand? This is cautious with how much I love it. <laughs> you remember Three Houses when it came out? Oh, absolutely. I, I was I was ready to fight most of our friends who were saying bad things. I'm like, I'll kill you in your sleep. <laughs> but um, like right now the the sheer number of characters they throw at you. It's like three to four and even every chapter and the latest chapter they gave me six in one chapter. And then what's, um, the, uh, what's the battlefield character limit? Um, that varies on the battlefield itself, but somewhere between seven and ten, depending. Okay. And they um there are these things called emblems that are the spirits of heroes of other Fire Emblem games, and you can engage, which is where you synchronize with them and some characters will actually visibly take on a new form um and they come out of the rings that are the central plot point of the game but they're also for the dlcs which we got the season pass version so we have all the dlc well we will have them as they release right now there's one dlc but it's a um it's a bracelet that gives you um it's all in one so you don't get like each of them separately but you the engage for that one is with um Claude Edelgard and Dimitri from Three Houses. That makes as sense. As well as there's another one for Tiki. Tiki. Which one's she from? Um that's she's from the game's Marthsen. She's the Holy Dragon. Oh, okay. I currently have her with um the one of the two people who are assigned to be your stewards who are like teenagers that are like they're very dope and their stats grow very well so i've had them and i have tiki on the one of those two who is a mage because she has things that boost hp and i just wanted to make sure he had survivability but Mm. when they engage instead of having his weapons he becomes a dragon oh of course he's just like boom i'm a dragon i'm like oh fuck okay no not not what i had planned but okay the only downside i've seen is that um when anyone merges with Tiki, they don't count as a flying character, so they can't go over things, even though this is a dragon that is clearly visibly flying. Uh, Tactics Ogre does that, too, and I find it very weird. All of the dragons are listed as agile, but they can't fly. Only the, yeah. only the griffins can fly. Griffins and um, all uh, the, the wing dudes. Yeah. But uh, I guess my the closest thing I have to a problem with Fire Emblem is like persistent across the entire franchise. Uh, is that like you just, and this is gonna sound hypocritical, right? Because I've been very blunt about my love for character collectors. But the the thing that most character collectors are, they're like traditional JRPGs. So I can like swap my characters out and then go to like a random, I can just go go grind on the field somewhere and get a feel for them. Fire Emblem doesn't often deviate from like the linear story. Like we're going map to map to tell the story. That's fine. I like the way that they do it. But there's not typically a lot of chances to get to experience all the characters in a Fire Emblem, and I think that's kind of like a holdback. Uh, uh, that I, is not true for this one or any After Awakening. Okay, like I don't, do I don't remember there being random stuff that you could go do in Three Houses. Yeah, the paralogs, and then you could go out and just do a random map. Okay. Um, I, Awakening started adding the paralogs. Conquest did real good with it. In this one, you 
explore an actual world map and still go point to point, but like you'll have, depending on how much you've invested into an area, there's a higher chance for corrupted are the enemies in this other than the other mm-hmm. army that you're fighting. No, that's what's up. That's in uh, First Spoken, too. And there's a um, higher chance for a golden corrupted that carries just a thousand gold on it. Because oh. money's still very hard to come by in this game. Unle- unless you choose not to invest heavily in the kingdoms, because each of them gives you... Your first kingdom gives you 10,000, the second does 30,000, and the third when you get there gives you 40,000. Mm-hmm. And I've invested it all back into the kingdoms. Yeah, that's uh, that's another thing I forgot to mention on Forspoken. There's no money in this game at all. Uh, everything you do uh, is crafting, and I know that's like one of your you know, one of your kinky bits. Uh, so everything, everything, is, crafting. everything in this game is crafting. Uh, in fact, there's like a one of the dialogue bits in Forspoken. She's like, "We got to get going. Time is money." And Cuff is like, "And money is." useless enough yeah <laughs> that one there in that little i want to say cabin but it's not a cabin no it was it, it pops up randomly in in the combat this one was in the, they have these like temples that have like portals that you can go to and it's like a super enemy filled area and you go to the end and there's like a piece of equipment or something and i was in one of those yeah it's it's really great um it's a very open world concept. Like once you get all your movement stuff to the point where you guys go wherever you need to go, pretty great. That sounds great. And honestly, I can't wait until after we finish what we've got on deck for this weekend so I can play it. Yeah, and then once you finish Fire Emblem and go to Forspoken, then I can play, <laughs> I can play Fire Emblem. I need you to know, I don't play this at all during work hours, and that's so hard. I mean, that's fair. I'm like, the Switch is right there. I could just play this and i'm like don't don't you're just gonna get distracted yeah i'm gonna try to get through for spoken before i like deviate my attention anywhere else i'm trying to get through it before the 10th because i have plans to have hogwarts legacy especially now that we found out she's not getting royalties off of it um on launch day and i want to have this done so that i can devote my attention to that um i need joy cons for my switch so that i can just play fire emblem on that that's what we need to do I don't even think that'll matter. I think your tracks are messed up, too. Well, so it's like one track is messed up. So, like, if I get Joy-Cons for it, once I start getting paychecks again, if I get Joy-Cons for it and I take it to, like, you break I fix, they'll fix that for, like, 15 bucks. Because I don't... Company. I don't. Yeah, I don't know where to buy the individual tracks at. Every time I try to buy the tracks, it comes, like, a whole kit, and when I get it, it's just the tools to stop the tracks. So... Andrew more or less got it taken care of. So if I could just get a set of Joy-Cons that doesn't feel mismatched in my hands, then I should be good. Uh, but I also want to take my PS3 and get that fixed so I can play White Knight Chronicles 2. Because I fucking miss that game. Uh, let me gush on that. Oh, yeah. real, huh? Like, huh? I wonder who got that for you. <laughs> You're right. Uh, it's in my PS3 right now. Um, I like White Knight Chronicles 2 because it does the thing that most games I wish did. And I get why some of them don't, which is fine. But White Knight Chronicles 1 ended on like a super cliffhanger. Um, so it was it was like a very Matrix Revolutions thing. You're like in the middle of the quest of the game's just over. And so to answer that, White, when White Knight Chronicles 2 came out, uh, 
But first of all, White Knight Chronicles 1 and 2 uh, is essentially a high fantasy Power Rangers game where you just transform directly into your own private Megazord. So fucking play it. They're great. But White Knight Chronicles... You understand that's just a mech. Okay. I, I, you can just bring you can bring mechs into any conversation that you want to, and it's not going to dissuade me because my problem with mech media is when the pilots don't have skills outside the mechs or when nothing happens outside of the mechs. That is my big problem with Gundam. From what I usually see with Gundam, any kind of anytime there's a problem, they're like, oh shit, we've got to get directly to our giant robots to deal with any and every situation. Whereas in like Why Not Chronicles 2 and 1, uh, Power Rangers, all of the stuff that I like that are technically mechs, they, the mechs are utilized in like emergency situations, like last ditch only. Like you don't, in Why Not Chronicles 2, you don't roll up on a pack of dogs and you're like, whoop, Gundam time. That doesn't happen. <laughs> you can, but you would just beat them normally. Uh, in, in Gundam, I don't see anything like that happen. That's my critique of mech mech anime is for the most part um like in even in ms saga and i like the game but it's all mobile suit fights all mobile suit fights like if we took the mobile suits away the main characters would all get fucking waxtastic because the people they're fighting are a military and their children and, and that's that's when i'm like i don't like mechs that much because the mechs become like the dependent thing where like in in white knight chronicles 2 and in power rangers repeatedly they lose access to their super thing and they still go fight. Um, so I, while I understand that the, the white knights are mechs, uh, but the point I was getting to uh, is that because of the way that white knight Chronicles one ended, when they put out white knight Chronicles two, white knight Chronicles one is in white knight Chronicles two. The entirety of the first game is just in the beginning of white knight Chronicles two. So you can get two and play both of the games back to back. And, that's not nearly as common as it needs to be, in my opinion. Especially if there's like huge gaps of time in between your sequels. Like I'm super excited Swiggy to one and two are coming out at the same time. I do hope that they fixed the McDole glitch in Swiggy and Two though. Cause if I name my man Tear, which is his canonic first name in Swiggy to One, and when I get him in Swiggy and Two with the load data, if his name is Tick Dole, I'm gonna throw a temper tantrum about it because <laughs> it was a real easy fix that they could have applied but on the other side of that coin i will also be quite butthurt if they remove my uh matilda gate problem i'll be very upset about that because that's my shit well, your your need to gush and also to go back to forespoken has cost me my whole train of thought for fire emblem i am super sorry if you guys listening can't tell, I'm kind of a dick and I get real excited. Um, the, you were talking about uh, the need to grind and put money back into the kingdom. Yeah, you can invest in the kingdoms and that allows you to do things like adopt more animals. There's um, like farm animals you can adopt and you get um, food ingredients from them. And I'm trying to give like some of the things that are cool without spoiling the game. Fair. Um Basically, if you have a favorite Fire Emblem, just know that your favorite Fire Emblem's main character is in this, because all of them seem to be in it so far. Uh, I don't think my favorite Fire Emblem character will be in there. Ooh. I could be wrong. The Shadow. Oh, uh, no, no. Three Houses. Yeah, Byleth, yeah, you're in it. Oh, is he? Cool. Never mind. Yeah. Critique with that. He's the instructor. He, he is 
he himself is not busted. Engaging with him and having people around you means that everyone around you gets 1.5 times experience. Ooh, that is busted, though. He's not busted, and he makes everyone around him busted. That's what's up. And I'm not sure if that stacks with the other um, experience bonus skills, but I have one with the guy who's with Tiki where he gets a 50% bonus as well. So if that stacks, then that'll either... If it's multiplicative, it'll be 2.25 times experience. If it's just stacks, it'll be two times experience. That's what's up. Yeah, and um, they have a class in here called the Wolf Knight. They are... You have to be a... um, Cavalier, either a um, lance cavalier, spear, either a lance, an axe, or sword cavalier, and you have to somehow through one of your engages gain the proficiency in knives, and then you can change their class over to that. I actually took one of the lord lord characters you get, got him up to level fifteen as a lord, oh, as a noble, sorry, and then I um, took him back to level one and made him a. Um, Lance Cavalier, and the stats carry over, so like he's super busted right now, but he's leveling slow, and I need him to reach 10, so I can make him a Wolf Knight, because I already have the canonical one that you get, but I'm making him one, too. That's what's up. What's up? One of the guys, um, well, whenever anyone engages with Sigurd, who's character from, I think, Thracia, but whenever... Yeah, it's um, from Thracia. It's for, uh, he's from the same game as Lim. No, he's not. Uh, you get Lynn as well. She's from a different game. She's from um, Sacred Stones. Okay, there, well, he, the character name is Sigurd, but he's okay. an old man. <laughs> well, no, in Sacred Stones, Sigurd is like a red-headed knight. Oh, yeah, this one is a blue-haired knight. Yeah, there's one... Uh, I might be thinking of the wrong one, because there's a pair of knights that you get in Sacred Stones. They're like the first characters to join her. Uh, one of them's name is Sigurd, and there's one, one with red hair and one with blue hair. Yeah, you get Lynn, and um, she... Starts out as an archer. It's a choice. Like, when you get her um, engaged, maxed out, she gets the Manikati sword. Yeah. And she's, I, I put her on my archer because my archer's already using bows and her bow's a more powerful thing. So while they're engaged, she can use that. And then once the, once it gets high enough on her link, I'll have a melee option as well. Yeah. But yeah, um, they ramped the tactics up, but they seem to have given you the high number of play- of characters in case you want to play on like classic mode, where they just stay dead. Fuck that! Ugh. Like, I would never. Here's hundreds of characters, and I'm like, cool. These are my friends. <laughs> yeah, like, wow. Ike, oh. Um, anyone who is synced with Ike will say his fucking. I fight for my friends. Right. Oh God. Oh, Ike. You get Ike when you get to the desert place. You get um, Ike and Byleth, both from there. Mm -hmm. And I have the prince and princess of every kingdom, except for the snow one. It has two princesses, but I have them as well. And almost everybody gets... I've given um, whatever ring they came with, I let them keep because it's... I just want to see how that plays out, but some of them, I'm like, I'm not going to use you, so we're taking this ring. <laughs> What's up? And the enemies get the rings, too. Oh, I hate and that, but it's fair, I guess. At um, at a big turning point, the enemies get all of your rings. 
they, they can't take the DLC ones though, so it just takes all the storyline ones. And I was real big mad because I was enjoying the characters I had, and then they took them, and I'm like, okay, and, and stop. And they, <laughs> then they turn turned them against me, and your characters even like because the first one you get is Marth, mm-hmm. and Marth's like attacking you, and your characters like Marth, why? And they're just like the um the darkness of the fell dragon has burnt out everything in them. He's no longer the Marth you knew. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get him back. My friend is coming back. Get up. And then um yeah, that's what I've been playing and looking forward to getting on Forspoken. But um aside from that, we're drawing up on the release of the new Atelier game, and I'm super psyched for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, I'm I would. Just... I'm. I'm hoping I can get myself to get into the Atelier games because I don't. I don't move real well on uh, no English dub on games if I can avoid it. Which is sometimes so you're usually occupying yourself with seven other sound producers, so you could just mute the game even be good. I like it's as somebody like I want to be a voice actor, so it feels disrespectful to like mute the voice actors even if i don't like the language that's not a fair analysis it's not that i don't like the language it's that i don't understand it so it's distracting to me to hear it that's what frustrates me about like people who don't speak japanese who like give me shit and they're like yo japanese dubs are better i'm like you don't like you personally don't know that because you don't speak the language you don't understand the tonality you don't understand the idiosyncrasies you don't know the dialects that are happening. You cannot tell me that Japanese voiceovers are better if you don't speak Japanese. If you speak Japanese, I'm not talking to you in this conversation. I figured. But be a real weird hill to choose to die on. Right. Well, like lots of motherfuckers would be like, Japanese voices are better. I'm like, oh yeah? Turn the subs off and tell me what he's saying. Because if you can't do that, you can't tell me the Japanese voices are better because you don't know. You don't speak the language. Um, There's a game that's going on my uh, hidden jewels list that hidden gems that's the phrase uh-huh. um it's called a space for the unbound and i've played a little bit of it and i really fucking love it it's um it's you're in an indonesian town that i can't remember the name of in the 1990s figuring out secrets and stuff and you get like superpowers that let you dive into people's hearts and there are cats I'm eager to show Andrew because you can pet every cat you come across. That's what's up. Um, that does remind me, uh, just to give people some more info on it, I'm so sorry to keep bringing it up, uh, but Forspoken is heavily cat-influenced, heavily cat-featured. Um, there's a segment in the beginning where like, you have to make a pivotal move that is cat-related. Uh, and then when you get... To Athia, there's fucking cats everywhere. Um, I text Andrew. Uh, that's our roommate. He is very, very pro cat. Uh, I texted him today, and I was like, "Yeah, hey, I don't know if you had planned on checking this game out, but just to kind of let you know, I'm in chapter four, and legitimately 75% of my side quests completed were go find cats. Um, cats are everywhere in this game, and it's fantastic. Uh, I do, huh?" I'll go ahead with what you're saying first. I was like, I just I enjoy the shit out of any time cats pop up. Um, we are two days away from the release of the first Midnight Suns DLC, and I still haven't picked that up. 
Yeah. This one is the good, the bad, and the undead. Um, but Whalian came out today. I haven't had a chance to sit down with it, but I'm pretty excited about that one, too. Never even heard of it. Yeah, it's not your kind of game, so I wouldn't expect you to have. It's a platformer-type game. It's mm. set in space where you push and pull objects to get around inside of a giant mechanical space whale. And the also strong puns. Your main character's name is Ernest Hemingway. God damn it. All right. <laughs> All right, fine. And next week, Inculinati comes out. And assuming everything lines up for me, I'm going to pick that up so we can um, have a play through it. Okay. It's a living ink game. Like, it's an ink-based strategy game straight from medieval manuscripts. So there's, like, the bunnies that breathe fire and giant snails and stuff. I heard you, but that did not pick up on the microphone. I said, okay. <laughs> I heard, oh. And the mic was like, nah, none of that. <laughs> but, um, there's, there's another one that's coming out. I'm trying to remember the name. It's like, we'll be here forever or something like that. Mm. Um, it's a first-person cooperative adventure. It's your people who are trapped in a medieval castle and you're trying to get... Oh, it's, it's part of the We Were Here series, so it's We Were Here Forever. Oh, okay. I'm like, babble, babble. Oh, this. Um, not that I care about it, but a lot of people are very excited. Um, also, next Tuesday, SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake, comes out. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, I don't know. I mean, like, it's wild that SpongeBob is still going. SpongeBob has four spinoff series. I say that as a Power Rangers fan. but it's, Including it's, wild its own know. version of Muppet Babies, um, where they play children at camp sure okay if there there there's not a frontier spongebob won't touch so that checks out this is the first year where there's nothing releasing on my birthday they're releasing literally four days before and two days after my birthday is just in the middle like huh (laughs) (laughs) there's a sequel for job simulator or an updated version for psvr2 coming sometime next month jason's real excited about that they there's a what is it now Job simulator. That's what we do. We are. All right, Jason. What? All right. We just have, just go to work. (laughs) Just go do a job. Okay. So the plot of job simulator is you're in the far flung future and there's only robots around and somehow you're there as a human and they're like trying to have you show them how work works. And then they're attempting to do like they're attempting to run like, a business office and they give you just this flat disc with nothing on it and you have to put it into the TV to turn it on. All right. Yeah, it's <laughs> wild. It is not the most wild thing coming out though. Um coming to um PC and Switch, I think. Don't quote me on the Switch people. <laughs> just uh but um Fashion Police Squad, no, it's coming to Switch, Xbox One and PS4. It's a just Goofy, um, like first-person shooter. It's a retro-style FPS, but it looks kind of funny. Atomic Heart's coming out next month. I'm real excited about that. I'm trying to find. There is a game that I know you would love, but I cannot remember the name of it. I know we talked about Theatrism Final Bar Line. That's mm. the Final Fantasy game. Oh, the, the Final Fantasy rhythm game. Yeah, and um, Death in the Water Two is coming out. I'm not sure where Death in the Water is. 
it sure is a game. Oh, it's, um, Death in the Water 2, um, what it's adding to, like, the mix is that, um, it has an, inc- uh, just a bunch of procedurally animated creatures, like mm-hmm. real and fantasy based, and they navigate through the world reacting in the way that they would react to the environment as they hunt you down and you're in the ocean and on land trying to survive, basically. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's one of those time now for the anxiety I can control. Oh my God. Like (laughs) help me understand why you would ever choose anxiety. Like if you guys, if, if anxiety is a problem, you're like, Ooh, self-induced anxiety. Like, even if you can control it, why do it? Look, I don't control the crazy ideas. I just act on them. Okay, okay. that's not... That doesn't answer my question. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm saying that I don't know. Oh. Like, it just happens. Like, what cracks me up about it, right? What makes it so funny is that, like, all of the people I know that, like, super intense horror jump scare games are all of the people whose anxiety is so bad. They cannot meet a stranger in public. Like those are the you exact same people. public. No, we you don't go into public, but if I do, I can, I, you can, I can do it, but there's people like, I love them to death. Lou, Lou can't talk to people. I love, I love Lou to pieces, but Lou, Lou frequently falls apart. And I, I hope for nothing but the end of that for them. But like Lou is the, like the person I picture when I'm like, why do you play horror games? I don't understand. Like I am a ball of anxiety. What if I gave myself anxiety? And I'm like, but you're already anxiety. I don't. Oh, and we're almost to March. It's, you know, it's over a month away, but it's literally less than two months until we get uh, trails to Azure, which is the next part of the trail series from trails from zero. Mm-hmm. Which will that's the crossbell arc. So at that point, we will have everything that's in the main series that's out in America. We will own and you'll be able to play. That's what's up. Very excited about that. March also uh, appears to be the release of Sweet One and Two. Um, there's a company in France that you can pre-order them now, and they release oh, March 9th in France. Um, so that's exciting for me because we America usually gets releases before the EU does. So if it's releasing, I believe March, they're doing global release. I mean, if we get it early, dope. If we don't get it early, fine. March 9th is that's fine. been the new thing is global releases. So everybody gets to play at the same time. But also in March, March seventeenth is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I I have to play Fallen Order. I have to. Well, it's right there. On the system. I, it's it's yeah. I downloaded it the other day to play it. That was <laughs> I was gonna do that while I was on my game ADD, uh, and then I got pulled into Plague Tale and Death Stranding. And all those PC people can finally play The Last of Us starting March third. Is it frustrating, PC people? Talk all that garbage about how much better you are than consoles, and then get games like nine years after they were released. Hey. Don't talk about the PC plaster case like that. <laughs> I love so much when I'm in a conversation about platforms and somebody's like, hashtag PC Master Race. And I get to come mm. behind them and be like, who else? Man, who else called themselves Master Race? It's so familiar. Hang on. Right on the tip of my tongue. Fuck. Do you know who else it, said they no, were Master Race? I did Race? not see that coming. 
<laughs> they always get real silent after I bring that up. Like real, real quiet. Meet Your Maker is coming out this year. I don't know when, but it's one that I'm eager to show off to Andrew. It's a post-apocalyptic oh. first-person building and raiding game where every level is designed by the players. Oh, that, is, no. that just that just that's that's him. Like <laughs> holy and a hundred percent. That's Andrew. I mean, sure, for sure. But like, I don't trust people, man. Like the internet has shown me that people are the worst creatures, uh, and I don't trust them for anything. I, oh man, like there will be a couple people that I'd be like, oh, I'd love to play a level by this person. But people as a whole, by and large, I'm like, Mario Maker is great for teaching me that people are cruel and evil. Like I don't play Mario Maker, but I watch people play Mario Maker, and holy shit. I need you to play Dream or um, Little Big or Little Big Planet because those are also they'll show you the opposite that people can be beautiful. I mean, sometimes levels are great. I played I played the shit out of Little Big Planet, um, and I have accidentally rolled up onto levels that were made to kill my inner child. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's because was... your inner child is nine hundred seventy-two thousand six hundred twenty-five years old. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. There's a game that got my hopes up, oh. but I just had read. I had. It's called Alta Earbreaker. Okay. You know, like the main character of the first Assassin's Creed. No, oh, Alta Ear. Yeah. But it is not that. It's you enter the world of Alta Ear and fight against the army of something called Laws. It's all in caps. It's a um, multi multiplayer transcendent sword fighting game for the PSVR and for Steam and stuff. But it's coming out in February for the PSVR too. Okay, February to like March is going to be a real wild. Yeah, February has the most, but March is hitting hard. And then, oh, in April, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection comes out what? for PC, PS4, and Switch. Oh baby, guess where money's going? I fucking <laughs> love Mega Man Battle Network. I like Mega and, Man uh, Battle Network more than Mega Man or Mega Man Zero. Wow. Um, it's it's I like RPGs, uh, and that's that's a close JR, to an RPG. It's, it's as close to an RPG as Mega Man will ever be, aside from uh, Man Mission. Man Mission, yeah, the Mega Man RPG that we'll never get again, even though it was probably one of the best Mega Man releases of the franchise. And um, in May, May twelfth, um, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom comes out. July twenty fifth. Is when Hogwarts Legacy drops for the Switch. <laughs> oh, I could. You guys, you guys who are Nintendo fans, bless your hearts. Uh, you're you're so loyal. Because holy shit, that's that's like that's such a commonality that I've noticed that like games will come out and then like six months later they'll finally come out on Switch. And for you guys who just play Switch and just live for Switch, bless you, bless you in the spoilers you have to deal with for games now like there is a bonus for sure like like when when we get stuff on launch day if i get stuck on a thing i'm just stuck on it for a couple days until people start posting videos like at least with the switch player as when they get a game it's been out for most of a year so they can jump on their videos and get right through stuff but i cannot imagine like being excited for a game and having to listen to my friends play it for six months before i can get my hands on it only four months this time uh, that's but, better than normal but and even um your ex is gonna have to wait two months of 
you playing it. Oh, I'm going to talk mad. Sh- I'm going to spoil the whole game for her, too. She shouldn't have broke up with me. <laughs> <Just talk. laughs> this shit. I love you. <laughs> Just straight up. <laughs> That's toxic. I love learn, you. <laughs> learn your lesson. <laughs> um, but also, I don't think I already said Octopath Traveler 2 comes out in February. I'm I'm excited about that. I have to I have one on the PC. I have to finish it. Um, you have maybe, you have one my copy somewhere. Yeah, but I, I think can it's here. Play it on PC. Ah, it's a it's a Game Pass game. So my Xbox. Ah, that's odd. Why? Uh, not for Xbox for PC. Okay. Oh no, it's, it's it's Game Pass on Xbox as well. I I'm not sure how many games are just for PC Game Pass, but I have like Ultimate, so I can get it on like Xbox. But yeah, it, it was on Xbox. I almost played it the day I picked up Chain Echoes. We have it in the house and have for a long time. Right, but we couldn't find your Switch, and mine is not is currently unplayable. That's fair. And um, one of the big drawbacks of the original one is that the um, party members didn't really mean shit to each other's quests. Everyone was just like, well, we've done my part. I'm going to fuck off now. Well, it's not even, not even like I'm going to... I feel like I'm gonna fuck off. Like I'm here, I guess. Yeah, but they will. Characters will have um, quests that overlap and stuff, and they said that they would be major parts of each other's quests. That's what's up. I need you to know, your cat came into my room, stepped on my phone, and somehow turned airplane mode on, and then left. Cause she's a cunt. <laughs> I looked at my phone, and it's like airplane mode on. I'm like, what? Funny story, guys. Uh, I have two cats. I don't even know which one he's talking about, but it checks out for either one of them because they're both assholes. They're both assholes. I'm so glad that we that Andrew realized that the neighbors were knocking when he opened the door yeah. because I would just love to live in a world where he thought Anastasia knocked on the door. Oh, my God. Boom, 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 boom. Damn cat that would have been the door. That would have been hilarious. That would have been yeah, our neighbor brought my cat back today. Um, and before you guys get mad, like, oh my god, he lets his cat out? No, no, he doesn't. Uh, it's just wily. Uh, my our our cat is like, I'm going out the door, uh, and there's not a whole lot that you can do to stop me, you big slow man. I like what I was talking earlier about how I cannot catch a 15 year old girl, I can't catch a cat either. Uh, I'm big and I'm slow. Uh, so she wants to go outside, she's going outside, there's not a whole lot. I can really do to put a stop to that. Um, but yeah, the neighbor brought her back today. And was like, I caught her. I appreciate you. But uh, yeah, I didn't hear her knock. So I have my window open because it's super hot in my room. And I, I just hear this voice like, are you there? Hello? I'm like, oh, let me go deal with that. And then by the time I got down there, our roommate was already there. But, <laughs> Hello, yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a people person, so I can only imagine how that conversation kicked off. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm real excited for February. There's, like, a lot happening. This year is going to be good for games. Yeah, February and March, those are chock full. Um, for me, yeah, April, April's Power Rangers, baby, once and always. Uh, I like what you said for me. Like, I, I'm not also super into it. Well, and also, what? Oh, I, I'm, into, I'm into Power Rangers like you're into Atelier. Like, like there are levels. Yeah, we're like I am. I am rewatching all of Power Rangers because I'm into Power Rangers. I mean, I recently—well, not recently. Now it's been like three years, but I also rewatched it and was paid to do so. 
See, that's a different situation. I'm watching it for the love of the game. I'm not doing it for a paycheck. Oh, I didn't know I was going to be paid. It was quite a pleasing surprise. That's they were fair. like, here's some money. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I like money! Cock, 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 or whatever. Uh, so April 19th, Power Rangers once it always. We'll finally get our answers on the Green Ranger. I hope it's JJ. If, it, if it's not, I, I more than anything, I hope it's JDF. And this is all just like a long long-standing surprise for the fans. Uh, if that's not what it's going to be, I hope they do the JJ character. JJ is his son from the comic books who gets the Mighty Morphin Green Ranger powers by using the last charge in the Master Morpher. So within the comic book continuity, there is existence for JJ to have the Green Ranger powers, and JJ exists in the show continuity because Tommy talked to him off-camera in the last episode he was in. Okay, but hear me out. It's not Adam? I, I've i decided it's Adam. Why? Why does everybody... Like, the only correlation for it to be Adam was like, well, Adam was a green Zeo Ranger. He could be a green Mighty Morphin Ranger. Like, no. Yeah? No. That's not, that's not how their powers have ever worked. We can fake it. Like, we can pretend that Zordon didn't lay, like, an entire thing out that it has to be, like, biologically linked to you for you to have those powers. And that's why the transfer of power was such a big deal. We can pretend if you really just want it to be Adam, but it's fully not going to be Adam. No, I'm, I'm sorry. What's the biological link between Trini and Aisha? They went through the transfer of power. Like they specifically transferred to the power. And that could have happened off screen. Look, look, if it's Adam, I won't be surprised. If it's not, I won't be disappointed. It would be so stupid for it to be Adam. It, that decision would make no sense. But anyway, enough of this arguing about something not even related to the podcast. Um, the podcast is about whatever we want to talk about. They're Power Ranger games. That's the core. That's what it's been this whole time. I do you think that there might be like a cross section of Power Ranger fans and video game fans that might be interested in a Power Rangers conversation? Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> Absolutely zero. Um, but yeah, April is they're gonna have uh, the Mega Man Battle Network game. Okay. Um, Burning Shores DLC for whenever you get back to playing Horizon Forbidden West. Eventually. Yeah, Ten Hearts is coming out. That's one that it's... Okay. I'm going to tell you the first sentence because I wrote notes, but I'm not reading the notes because I we've heard feedback that a lot of you can tell when I'm just reading something. <laughs> Fair. Um, from members of the team that brought you Fable comes Ten Hearts. An immersive puzzle adventure game wrapped in a powerful tale of love and compromise. Oh, fucking fine. <laughs> I really love that. Add Infinitum, which I'm not going to play, but I know quite a few of my streaming friends are going to. It's um, It's got a trigger warning on it that this contains extreme violence, monsters, gore, and blood. It's a psychological horror game set in the First World War. Okay. I was like, oh, all right. That's going to be horrifying. Um, Dead Island 2 is finally coming out. Like, I always thought Riptide was Dead Island 2, so I was pretty fucking surprised when they're like, Dead Island 2 is finally coming out. I'm like, Did, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, no. And there's After Image, which is an RPG that lets you explore places, and it sounds pretty fun. It's coming also um, in April. Then May has Legend of Zelda, Age of Wonders 4. Oh, there's one you might be interested in. Oh. WrestleQuest. No, what? WrestleQuest. It's a um, RPG 
Um, my only notes on it. You in this game, you power you power bomb and pile drive your way through a massive pixel art universe where professional wrestling and RPG fantasy combine. Okay. Like for for their logo, they have combined Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan and also Bret Hart for the sunglasses part. Hang on, I'm gonna shoot you this. Alright, I shot that over to you. Wait, is this sixteen bit? Um it says it's pixel art, so you Yes, it's 16, but I'm looking oh, at actual game. Fully Randy. That's just Randy Savage. Not with those glasses, though. Those are Brett oh. the Hitman Hart's glasses. Uh, no, Randy had glasses like that as well, where it was the, the, the just solid thing with the bridge. I mean, uh, the purple and everything. What? It's like his, it's Brett the Hitman Hart's purple pink sunglasses. Well, Randy did a lot of purple and pink, too. Because he he did like a lot of purples and pinks and yellows and tassels and shit like that. He didn't he didn't do pink and black. He did like greens and yellows and pinks and purples. Uh, and yeah, then when he um, did NWO, he went black and white. Randy Savage is in it by name. There's actually quite a few of legend legends icons, whatever you want to call them. That's what's wrestling. I'm waiting for in you know now that we're tangentially to wrestling. Uh, I'm excited to hear more about this WWE RPG, assuming that the company lives long enough to make it. You know what you should be excited about? Uh-huh. The fact that the AEW game is ready. It's just being tied up with um, ES- the ESRB right now because who, boy, is it violent. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. One of the images that they've released of it, like they're literally dragging someone through a pile of glass and there's Blood and bits of face flying everywhere. Yeah, that's. I mean, have you watched AEW? That yeah, I know. Fully, I'm just saying it's fully like, tracks. Uh, that puts us up to May, which May has the Zelda game and the Dungeon. I'm looking on the website right now. They still have a current listed for February. They have what list? I'm going through the order of things we were looking at. Uh, on AEW Fight Forever's official website. Yeah, I wasn't saying it was being released. I was saying that was a tangential thing. Oh, you okay. It. You took it tangential when I was bringing it back. <laughs> uh, well, best of luck to you. <laughs> you're like herding cats, but you're just one. Um, I'm, have you seen how big I am? I'm clearly a fucking Congress of Cats or whatever the group is. Pride. I'm a pride it's a Robocop game dropping in June. And Diablo okay. 4, Street Fighter 6, Final Fantasy. Everything that's there currently listed as releasing in June... I am gonna get so June is that's a month. Who oh will we'll get we'll get money together for it? It'll be fine. <laughs> and then July, oh, July 7th. I don't even have to get there yet. July 7th, The Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie. That is the um thing that's tying together the crossbell arcs, the liberal mm-hmm. arc, and the sorry, huh? The Harvonian arc. I'm sorry, I, I get passionate about those games. No, I had no idea. Um, there are a bunch of games that are no confirmed like date, just they say early or late. There are so many in here. Um, oh, they're making a new Zero Wing game for PC. Okay. Not like I ever played Zero Wing. Zero Wing was an old um, side-scrolling like shooter arcade game like where you're a spaceship. Okay. So, so, so it was played- wild that they're making a new one. I mean, if you have the IP, use it. 
You hear me, Konami? If you have the IP, use it. You hear me, Capcom? If you have the IP, use it. Oh, Capcom, Capcom, Cap Konami are fucking terrible for that shit. You just sit on sit on fantastic IPs and not make money off of them. Yeah, I'm slowly turning you on to Breath of Fire because I keep telling you to play it. I'm it's, sure I'll um, get there. It is an RPG where you play as a character who turns into dragons because you're of a bloodline of dragons. And in Breath of Fire 3, you can combine the genetics of dragons because you receive genes just throughout the game to make you transform into whatever you want to turn into. Yeah, I have 1 and 3 with PS Plus. It's just a matter what? of... Yeah, PlayStation Plus Premium has Breath of Fire and Breath of Fire 3. It might have 3 and 4. 1 is for Super Nintendo and only Super Nintendo. It was re-released. You know what? I'm going to level with you. I'm thinking of Wild Arms. Yeah. I figured you were. That's I'm like, no. Granted, Breath of Fire 3 was re-released on the PSP, but it's still not available on the PlayStation Store. It's, they did, however, say that it was handed, handed, headed, um, oh, that's seven years ago. They were talking about the re-release. Breath of Fire was re-released on PSP. Breath of Fire 3 was. No, the first one. I'm looking at it right now. Platform, Super Nintendo, PlayStation, Game Boy Advance, PlayStation 2, Microsoft Windows, PlayStation Portable, Android, iOS. I think that's, yeah, that's just the whole series. You're looking at the Wikipedia thing that's talking about, because it says Breath of Fire is a role-playing video game series. That's telling you every platform that a Breath of Fire game released on. Okay. Like, they gave us up to six that released on um, Windows and Android, and I think it was an MMO. Yeah, it was the MMO, and a free-to-play web-based MMO that didn't come to America. Oh, I'm shocked. Dragon Quarter didn't do super well, but that was... It was... All the other Breath of Fire games um, give you the ability to turn into dragons. Like, that's a reward thing. It's your power. Like, it's what makes you you. In -hmm. Dragon Quarter, there's a thing called a D-level, or D percent, something like that, that's... Um, you're slowly being corrupted and transforming into a dragon, and anytime you use any of your dragon powers, that escalates. And when it hits 100, it's game over. That's dumb. Yeah. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I'm just waiting on... Um, so, we've, we've shot out my attempts to switch gears to TTRPGs, so we'll just murder the segue here. I didn't know you made an attempt. Yeah, I was, uh, I was talking about the, the WWE TTRPG that they were supposed uh, to Ah, you didn't making. include TT? You just said RPG? Well, that's so the I only RPG they're interested in, is the TTRPG. Uh, they've got their own niche in video gaming, so they're not going to switch over to RPGs that way. That would be amazing. I would spend... That's the only way WWE probably will ever get my money again, is if they make <laughs> a role-playing game. I'll play the shit out of those. But um, no, so we're getting ready to start the speaking game. Well, we're prepping the speaking game, I guess, is, is more <laughs> correct. Um, I am yeah. not sure. My what... passing comment became a commitment. I asked you about <laughs> it, and you said, yes. Yeah. I'm more than willing to play. It's just like, I'm very happy. I need you guys all to know that. I love running the games and everything. It's just the moment I said that, as soon as we finished, he was like, So, about the swinging game. Bruh, I don't get and to I was play. like, Yeah. That's my, like, anytime somebody dangles the opportunity to be a player in front of me, I'm going to bite because I almost never get to play. 
There have been so many times we were going to, but you wanted to add extra people and they decided not to show up, so the, we never played. So the problem is with playing just the three of us, it's it's just going to be the three of us sitting in a room. You and Andrew need other. a leader PC. <laughs> it's not even that. I just need somebody else to bounce off of. And I love Andrew to death. But a lot of, like, if I attempt to bounce off of him, it's a yeses and nos. I'll be like, should we go do this? And he's like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, it's... And finding like a dynamic that works for a three person table is already like pretty difficult. So like at least three PCs, three to four is typically what, what gets conversation flowing. So about the the guy who wanted to know what you do in Georgia. Oh yeah. 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 Um, Some other people who were at that party are messaging and just being like, I weep for his two remaining brain cells. Okay. So, for our listeners, here's a fun little adventure. Um, yeah, this is our Thanksgiving one, story. Yeah. My essentially big brother, the CEO of Nexus Gaming Alliance and one of my best friends since I was a wee lad, um, Jason, was having a Friendsgiving, and he's currently hosting a foreign exchange student from Georgia, the country, not the state. And we've had her, we've told her to let people know that it's the country, not the state, because over here they'll just... Like, she has a Georgian accent, and they'll be like, why do you talk like that? And if she just said, I'm from Georgia, that would just leave people with even more question marks. I don't know, man. Like, some people would just be like, okay. <laughs> but she was sitting there, and, like, she's 17 and very patient, very skilled. She's, she's a, a musician, girl. an artist, a painter. Like, this girl just, this girl's resume reads like mine did at that age. But she still has so much potential. <laughs> but, um... We're sitting there getting ready to eat, and um, one of our, well, Jason's niece brought her boyfriend, and he's sitting there talking to her, trying to get to know her, and he's like, so where are you from? And she's like, Georgia, and he goes, oh, cool. What do you do in Georgia? Do you, like, go outside, or? Do you go outside, or? That was the end of his question. (laughs) He didn't have any follow-up until she answered. (laughs) And she was the patience of a saint. Oh my god, it was and I'm I just was like dying. I'm like ten inside. feet away, like did he say that out loud? Like, is he serious right now? It was what's happening? Who is this person? Do do you go outside? <laughs> Fucking dead, bro. <laughs> and uh, and for the record, playing... it didn't get better. <laughs> yeah. Later we're playing card games, and I've just realized from just everything he's been saying that this dude him and someone else share a brain cell and the other guy overtaxed it for the yeah. last week if he got other it back dude, at all. Other dude was <laughs> at work with the brain cell, for sure. He's just sitting there just, at one point he's like, hey dude, I need your card, and we had a discard pile, so I hand him the entire discard pile, and he's like, thanks man, this seems like a lot, are you sure? <laughs> it was... And that was when everyone realized I had been trolling him, I know like a couple of you noticed, but <sighs> that's when everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, just I'm a bully now. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like making fun of people, but like, it was it was wild. I was like, how is this really happening in real life? Like, what? I was just dead inside. And then today, apparently, independently of me remembering, other people from the party were also remembering because I made a post about it, and they were like, "We're just today." Yeah, how could you not talk about that guy? Like it was, he, he seems like a really sweet dude. 
to like to Jason's niece. Yeah, uh, Lily's happy with him, and I've even messaged her. I'm like, is he always that stupid? And she goes, he's very kind. He loves me. And he <laughs> like that's all that's, I care about. And that is she all that matters. Question, <laughs> but also that's a yes. She dodged the question. She answered backwards. <laughs> she was like, I'm not gonna out him in front of everybody. But for oh, no, I messaged absolutely. her like a couple weeks after. No, I understand. Just... Not answering is a yes. She's not going to tell. She's not going to admit to you that yes, he's that stupid all the time. But that's a yes all day long. Like, is this person always that dumb? He's very kind. Mm. Very loud. You're like non-answer. I feel so me. bad because I've I've never bullied someone. Everybody has bullied someone at some point. Yeah, I apparently bullied that guy. You have told me about just punching people. Just to punch That wasn't bullying. That's not bullying? That was love violence. That is bullying. It is the same concept as like when a boy likes a girl and doesn't know how to express it, so he yanks her hair. That's still bullying. Oh no, I knew how to express it. I just sometimes you gotta punch someone. That makes it that makes it bullying. Like if you know the difference and still choose violence, that is what bullying means. That's fine. That's like that's how a good portion of friendships work. Uh, but don't don't act like my man's the first time you've ever <laughs> done some mean shit to a person. First time I can recall actively, just my motivation being <laughs> time to fuck with this guy. Oh, you fuck with that me all the time. What do you mean? I was just about to say that wasn't somebody who earned it and started it at all. I don't always start it. No, no, you've started it in the past. It's still going. That fully tracks for me, honestly. Like every time one of us is about to just let everything fade away, we're like, what if we just told oh, them slightly? I'm never going <laughs> to let you fade away. That's not, that's the opposite of who I am as a person. Oh, the other day when I told you that I was just going to find a way to see the Power Rangers early just so I could see it before you did. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, best I'll of, see it first. And you're like, fully best well, of luck. <laughs> You're like, well, I'll just get there. I'll just watch it at midnight as soon as it drops. And I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about seeing if I can call in any favors. <laughs> I get an early link, you know, for sure. I'm sharing that. Would be, that would be that would be like <laughs> incredibly petty. <laughs> like, you come in, I'm like, hey, did you see? You're like, that's not for a few days. No, 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 check your Facebook because I would have inboxed it. But, um, yeah, tabletop games, I'm going to be running the Sweetening game. Even though Drew's supposed to be running the Power Rangers game, I only get to I, play when Drew runs, and Drew only gets to play when I run. Yeah, so it's, we gotta find a balance there. I would like, depending on like, so that uh, they can run and we can both play. Oh, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know anybody else who runs. It's just us. All the other people that we tangentially know are too busy, or I don't actually know them. Um, and. Everyone listening, if you want to donate to our Patreon so I can get chicken tenders, I decided to drop our Patreon in there. <laughs> well, we drop it in at the end of the episode every time, so. I know, but. <laughs> he really wants chicken nuggets, guys. I don't know what to say. No, no, chicken tenders. Are you, are you really, we have enough money to be specific about the difference? No, but if I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming big. I'm going to get a new shirt and pants and a hat to go with it. I have to be specific because my fantasy is that vivid. What are you talking about? In what gonna, universe do chicken tenders come with pants and shirts? We're going to get the money, and then I'll get new pants and a shirt, and I have to go with it. 
thought you wanted chicken tenders. You both want food and clothing, Drew. I'm I'm being really wild with my wants. Okay, you got to stop being so bougie. That's you're you're about to be the one percent keeping us up. Your cat has just climbed into my window. Well, stuck her head out this side of the curtain and looked alarmed that she was back in here. Like what? My cat is an idiot. That has to be Ronnie. Ronnie is an idiot. She is. When Anastasia gets in the window, she's like, "This is where I sleep." Ronnie is such a pile of dumb. It is absolutely insane. Uh, Uh But yeah, so the other thing that uh, we haven't followed up on yet that we were talking about after the show last week uh, is so when we were mentioning the Power Rangers game, it's actually cross promotional. Where so I I mentioned it when he was going over. You sent it to me in Messenger and didn't. There wasn't oh, okay. a comment that was made. It was so it wasn't on the show. It was sent privately. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, like... I didn't see it until after we were done recording. Um, so Power Rangers is part of Essence Twenty, so it is usable with the. And I'm remiss to name one of these, but I'll do it because that's my job. Uh, it is cross compatible with the GI Joe RPG the Transformers RPG, and the fucking My Little Pony RPG. Uh, So you can absolutely build a My Little Pony that's a Power Ranger. Um, If you do that, please don't tell me about it. I don't want to know. Uh, But I'm very excited if that is your thing. Uh, But it is very cool that we have like four four different systems, I guess, that are like fully cross-promotional with each other where they can just you can just take one character out of one and plug it into the other and it works perfectly um i'm going to be doing everything in my power uh to to keep horses out of my power rangers game uh but you know if you guys want to build a gi joe that fits that's fine uh yeah i'm excited about i have my general story for the power rangers game and what i kind of want to do um my biggest issue right is I don't have a physical book for it. And I'm one of those people that like, I need a physical book to be able to like flip through and hold my page and like jumping back and forth on the PDF is very, very, very inefficient for me. Um, Which is so, so wild. Cause it's so much more efficient for me. It's fucking, it slows. It, it takes me five times longer to bounce back and forth between pages on a PDF than it does to just flip the paper. Uh, it's cripplingly slower. Um, and the other problem, right, is like the other, the answer that I have for this is like when I don't understand the system fully yet and I need to, I'll go watch like a let's play, like, uh, like an actual play podcast and there's power Rangers Hyperforce is an actual play of the system. Um, and they, it's almost impressive. They do fully nothing to help you understand what the fuck is going on with the system. Um, Everything boils down to like, I want to do this. All right, roll a D6. She doesn't yeah. like, she doesn't explain like, are there not skills in the system? It's real fucking weird. Yeah, because it's not like, like when they're like, I want to do this skill check. She's like, all right, roll a D6. And it's like, it's, it feels the way she does it. I'm not a fan of the the DM, the GM for Power Type Force. Also, um, um, Essence 20 is owned by Hasbro. That's why it's everyone a Hasbro thing. So Hasbro is getting getting you come and angle one. And you give me. I'll buy the book. If I do get the book, I'll buy it off a third party site. Has going to get a nickel out of me. Um, not for that. Okay, but um, uh go ahead. No, I'm just uh, so like 
everything the way that she runs it everything's very arbitrary it feels like she's like roll a d6 and then i'll decide what that means like it doesn't uh, even like combat the way they do it doesn't feel super defined in the way it's played out which is fine but like if we're rocking on a whole rule set like one of the people in in our power rangers game hard 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 hardcore rules guy he's rules 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 so i need to like i need to know the game before i run it so that when he's like but the rules say i can have a fucking comeback uh and that's kind of like what's holding me up with power rangers so we get in i understand that system i need, I need to get the book back out and brush back up on it um but that'll take me an hour okay so um with the essence 20 system the core mechanic for resolving a roll is to roll a d20 along with your skill roll. And the skill die ranges from a d2 to another d20. Um, the results of d20 and skill die must add up to, you know, meet what in D&D we would call the DC. Cool. So they um, don't do that at all in Hyperforce. That's because Hyperforce is older than the Essence 20 game. Okay, because there's a lot of stuff in Hyperforce that just with the Essence 20 game did not make sense. Yeah, um, and if you have a specialization in the skill that's being tested, you get to roll your skill die and every dice below it. I pick the highest score to add to your d20. What's more, any skill dice, if you roll the max value on it, is a critical success. So if you have a specialty and you roll, you have every dice that you have under whatever the score is as a chance to get a critical. Right. So here's my issue with the way that criticals work. I'll probably homebrew criticals because I don't like how they work in the flat Essence 20 system. My problem is that like the more that you train a skill, the less likely you are to crit, right? Because like, so let's say I boost up a skill. Like I have, I'm a big bruiser and I have like martial arts, but it's not super trained. I have like a D2 to add on to my D20 roll. If I roll in that 20 and then a, a two on the D2, that's a critical hit. That's two critical hits. The nat 20 on its own makes it a critical hit. That's not the way it's explained in the Power Rangers yeah, book. It says you have to roll... Uh, if you roll a max value on any skill die. On the, in, the, in the Power Rangers book, it says on both. That's, that's my issue with it. So it's, it has to be both in Power Rangers, from what I've read. And the problem with that is that, like, so I roll the nat 20 on my D20. And then I roll my skill die. My skill die is a D2. I've got a 50-50 shot of critting. If my, uh, if my skill is a D12, because I put more time into it, so it's got, you know, I've got more experience in it. Uh, and now I can only crit on a, I don't know what the fucking odds are, because I don't math, but significantly less than a 50-50 shot. That's my issue right now with the way it's worded. I may just do crits on a nat 20 flat. Okay, we can... Oh, we're not going to discuss things on here, but at that point, we may as well just play D&D with Power Rangers theme for changing a key role. But, um, I mean, it, it's an ultimately small thing, and it makes it more fair for people who build their stuff. Like, if you want to keep it unfair, I guess, for people who have invested into a skill, like, cool, I guess. But why would I invest beyond a D2 if it's going to lower my chance to do double damage? It doesn't make sense. Bear with me, I'm actually going in here um mm-hmm. okay this is from renegade game studios from their faq for the power rangers role-playing game 
Anytime you make a successful skill test, whether in combat or just performing a regular school, if any of your skill dice, except for a D2, share the highest number for that dice, the roll is a critical success. D20 does not count as a skill die, but rolling a 20 will often mean the skill test is successful, which is the most important part. A critical success is an attack as an attack roll, sorry, will most often result in doubling the attack's effect, but some weapons have alternate critical um, effects. So D2 cannot crit. Okay, but a D4 can. So why would I invest beyond a D4 if I have a higher chance of critting on a D4 instead of a D12? Investing skills doesn't let you crit in battle. No, no. You So it does based on how you're fighting in battle. Like if you invest into your martial arts skill, that raises the die pool that you, that raises the size of the die that you use for the skill checks in martial arts. So if you're attacking with martial arts, you use your D20 and then the skill die as well to determine the effect of the outcome. So if my skill die in martial arts is a D4 versus a D12, I have a better chance to have double of whatever I'm trying to do, whatever the skill is. If I, if I invest in that beyond a D4, it lowers my opportunity to have double the impact. You, you see what I mean? Yeah. That's my issue with the way crits work. The better you are, the worse you ultimately become. No. Um, okay. You have a higher, cha- you sure. have a higher chance of success. Because otherwise, if you don't roll that four and say you needed like an eight, well, say you needed a six, so you ha- could have done a D8, but you have a four in that. If you don't roll that four, you're not getting enough to help. It still comes across as like the more I invest in a skill, the less likely I am to be extremely good at it. Like I can get a, like a regular success. Sure. But like the opportunity to, you know, like if, if the way it was worded is like, there was a 25% chance across any of the die. Cool. No issues. But like with the D4, I have a 25% chance to just succeed double, double as well as I was trying to go with the D12. It's a one in 12 instead of a one in four. I don't know how that simplifies out because math. Uh, so it feels like your your chances of being extremely skilled at a thing reduce the more you're just kind of skilled at a thing. Unless you take specialization, which you can take specialization in any skill you possess at a level higher than the D12 mm-hmm. just by spending a skill ring. And then you roll all of the dice that are below that and each of them counts as a crit if they crit. Right. Right. Now that bypasses the issue, but that's you're investing like a whole bunch of time and points into that at that point. You have to because you have to go up to the D12 and then one more beyond it to get specialization. Uh, D2 level higher than the D2 level. So as long as you have more than a D2, you're good. Which is a coin, but look, they chose to call it a D2. I'm gonna throw that coin at the table and hope it rolls. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, they're like most of it is fine. I just don't think criticals were thought out real well. What I want to know is I want to have a mega form. I want to Jason David Frank that shit when he said, nah, fuck this. I'm just fighting it as a giant me. I mean, that happened twice. Uh, yeah. And once Which it is, was evil. It's weird that it happened twice. It is weird that it happened twice. What's real weird is the, other, the, the second time it happened, no one remembers. Because everyone remembers when... Uh, when he, he went into Giant Green Ranger and waxed the Megazord. Everyone remembers that. It was a green with evil. It was fucking fantastic. Nobody remembers that there was like a point in Zeo when all of the Zeo Rangers also got super, super sized and just went in there and waxed up the whole, all the bad guys just outside of Megazords. But yeah, no, I'm excited to, to get that rolling. Uh, it's just a matter of, 
you can get in a physical copy of the book. I'll probably go to Amazon or eBay or whatever and get one once I start making money again, which is in very short order. So that's good. And we do need to find one more person for Suikoden, really, so that we have at least a little bit of table variety. Um, and I would love to post that up on here as bonus episodes as well. Um, but I, oh. I okay. Because no, I'm just not comfortable enough running it yet to be putting it up. I mean, it's you're more comfortable with the Swedish system than I am with Power Rangers, but I'm still putting it up. Because you but thrive that's... in the limelight, maybe. But who knows more celebrities? I know them, but I don't thrive in the limelight. Mm-hmm. I hide from the limelight. No, you don't. I'm a kingmaker, not a king. You're not. You know, you hide from the limelight. Which one of us is in a video game? Take your time. I'll wait. You. Am I? <laughs> Me, what? Huh? You. Am I? Yes, I put you in what? That is patently not true. <laughs> Love the concept that for a moment you existed in a world where I oh, left no, no, you no. into a game. No, no, that wasn't confusion. That was rapid sarcasm. Okay. That wasn't, wait, what? That was, no, the fuck I'm not. <laughs> no, the fuck I'm I wish I was. I wish I was with everything. You wish you was a little bit taller. You wish you was a baller. I do somehow wish I was taller, if we're going to be 100% honest. He's wild like that, people. I'm supposed to be over seven feet tall, and I don't like that I'm not. Why are you supposed to be over seven feet tall? I have scoliosis. Oh. My, back, my back is shaped like a Cretonian hope symbol. I know you're exaggerating, but that was a horrifying thing I had for a moment <laughs> there. It's not as much of an exaggeration as I want it to be, but maybe slightly. Uh, but last time I got my back x-rated, it does make like an S-shape. So, All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Level Grinding. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, I don't know what topics we'll bring up by then. I'm sure we'll come up with something uh, before then for sure. Um, but uh, until then, absolutely listen to us. Uh, check us out. Share us around. Give us a five-star review if you can. Uh, if you can't, just give us a listen. Every little bit helps. Uh, if you want to help beyond that, you can check us out at patreon.com slash level grinding podcast. Um, set us up, set up on there. Uh, we're, we're blessed to receive even your listens. Uh, any, any dollar that you would want to send to us, we would absolutely appreciate. Uh, and if you don't, that's fine. We'll still be back next week either way. Uh, before we go, go though, I do want to do a special shout out to April of all the people that I talked to about this podcast on a day-to-day basis. Uh, she's probably the only one who actively asks me, like, when's the next episode coming out? What are you guys talking about? Checks in with me every day about the show. Uh, so just an extra little shout-out uh, to April. Your, your, your love of the show is very appreciated. Uh, we absolutely adore it. Uh, do you and have anybody? Kyle Smith. The same Kyle thing. Smith, absolutely. I love that guy. Uh, shotgun sneezing man himself uh, I love you buddy, you're fantastic uh, get those allergies checked out man that can't be helpful. he not only asks when we're going to have one up and asks what we're doing but he goes around and listens to them on various devices in the house <laughs> yeah he listens to us all over the place uh, his wife has got to hate my voice at this point um, but we absolutely love anybody who listens to the show we love you these are just two people that we know listen on a regular basis, talk to us about the show on a regular basis um, that being said, you know, as usual, just take care of yourselves. Everybody live happy, live safe, stock up on potions, and you make sure keep on grinding.